edition of Barely Living the Dream with myself, Mel House, and joining me this week is Brittany Miles. Hey guys. Chris will not be with us this week, unless I call him in and call in to him and get him to do an update later on, but somehow I suspect that's not going to happen over the next few days because it sounds like he's going to be pretty busy, but he is on set in uh, Northern California working on a film right now. So, uh, hello, hello from afar, Chris. You're here in spirit, I guess. We miss you, kind of. We'll talk about how <laughs> William got our back in Facebook fights or something. <laughs> so, um, I guess the first thing, speaking of William, nice segue. I don't know if you caught wind of this on Facebook, because I think we were only talking about it on the pages or whatever, but William knew who that girl was. Right, at Carrie Fisher's daughter? Yeah, yeah, yeah I didn't I realize she was that. Carrie Fisher's daughter. I didn't is, either. Which is weird. Um, has, have you, since we did the last podcast, has there been any more movement in the uh, 869 conspiracy? No, I mean, every now and then there's like a random new like here and there on Facebook, which I don't really know where that's coming from because they canceled the Scream Queens show, so it's not on anymore. Oh, I didn't realize that. See, this is how out of um, touch I am. Well, no, no, I, I, I found that out from my mom, too, so because <laughs> she really liked it. Um, so I guess that's unfortunate for me that it's not going anymore. Uh, but I did go and, like, save all those web pages that mentioned yeah. it and kind of printed them off, and I guess I'm trying to, like, figure out if there still is a way I could play it. Mm-hmm. Uh, or play off of it, but yeah. no, not not a whole lot. Yeah, see, now there's all these unanswered questions. Supposedly, well, I mean, I don't know if we could do like a spoiler alert because I guess like the first season of the Scream Queens, like it's canceled now. Uh-huh. But I think um, they like revealed who the killer was. So spoiler. Oh, I didn't even know there was a killer. Yeah, it's there. Yeah, I don't know anything about dying. this show other than it's called Scream Queens <laughs> yes. and Jamie Lee Curtis. A bunch lying. of girls is like a sorority, I guess. Um, but people are all of a sudden dying, and so they're trying to figure out who it is. And I guess supposedly the eight six nine girl was the killer, or one of the killers. Huh. And um, but I don't think still to this day that they ever went back to that eight six nine tattoo. So I don't think that that will actually ever be revealed. So I'm gonna, you know, take it. Yeah, just, you should. They're you they're should. nodding to my movie. Yeah, yeah, you should. <laughs> these are the these are the questions that haunt us. Yes. Um, but yeah, you should totally just sort of take over and do your own. Yeah. Like like that, your version of it is what happened after or yeah. something. You know, just like any uh, like when a comic book writer leaves a comic book and they like haven't revealed who the bad guy was under the mask and then like the next guy just kind of makes up whatever he you know what hey, I mean that's true yeah I could you probably come up, up with continuity. some kind of like <laughs> yeah like a campaign or something yeah. that uh, continues her story yeah yeah that, that's still like I was talking about it with Melanie we were listening to the podcast it's just so so weird <laughs> well it's funny because you know Kyla who plays the ghost in 869 the movie uh-huh. you know is a cute little blonde haired girl and then the girl that's in the Scream Queens is you know blonde and mm. you know just a little bit older and so right. it like could totally like the Scream Queens could be the season two of 869 the movie so right. I could probably do some kind of connection yeah like a like the pre like a prequel yeah. Like begins. Yeah, that that'd be that might be a pretty good idea. Um <laughs> So what speaking of 869, we were talking before we started recording about some frustrations that you currently have. Yes, frustrations. Frust- <laughs> frustrations, I'm sure anybody who has ever finished a film has had or will have. 
um, with dis distribution and yeah. distributors. And I feel just kind of bad because the route that we went, I really thought it was good and it seemed like it was gaining momentum and I was actually like going around and, you know, favorably talking about them thinking like, well, I'm going to get everybody to do this and it's going to be the next big thing until I Yeah, I remember them. you talked it up to me like early on. Yeah. I remember you talking it up to me as well. Right. It sounded and like a pretty cool, like it was going to be maybe something people were overlooking but it was this was going to sort of set the paradigm for yeah, the next gonna, wave of like the answer for independent filmmakers right. who sort of maybe want to self-distribute right uh kind of like a hub and of course like with anything when it comes to writing the check that's sort of yeah. when everything gets really shady and so you know i've been trying to get my disbursement check from them from the past several quarters and you know the numbers that they're now reporting to me are way different than the numbers that they had originally said that the movie was making. So I'm kind of trying to figure out where to go from here. Like, do I aggressively try to see, you know, the reportings that they're getting from Amazon and iTunes to like make sure they're not just trying to screw me out of, you know, 100% of my money? Because supposedly this company does not like normal distributors, you know, they take away like art fees and mm -hmm. advertising fees. And so then that's why you don't see your money. But right. they come up front and they're like, no, you know, pay us one fee at the beginning and then you get everything your film makes. But then, I don't know, they're trying to tell me that the initial reportings was some beta test and that, you know, they apologize for any inconvenience. And it's like... <laughs> Uh, okay well <coughs> yeah sounds sounds totally legit yeah but you know a lot of a lot of money which it's it's not like a lot of money i guess in the scheme of movie making but yeah. it's still money that you know the film has made right that would be you know a little bit closer to breaking even or right i mean it i mean yeah i mean any money is yeah. significant i think at this point by any chance, was was the amount three thousand dollars? No, it that that seems to always happen. To me. Like it always comes down to three thousand. There's a fight over three thousand dollars. No, yeah. it wasn't. It, it wasn't that much. That's probably why I'm in this like weird. Like, should I just let it go and just be like, whatever? This is just an industry. It's shady. I'll, you know, because they're they're right now. They're like, we're gonna write you the check. We just need either your address or PayPal account. Which I'm like, I'm not gonna give you a freaking PayPal account because they're gonna take another percentage. Why? Right, right. Like, I just don't understand PayPal. By the way, just I'm that's but like no, a you're, whole other. But no, you're you're right because I've gotten boned that way too. Actually, Pay, yeah. Got people pay me for movie stuff. That and just and of course at the time I was like, uh, you know, it's quicker that way, and I really need it or whatever. But. Yeah, they do take No, a, we need to change this, guys. <laughs> like, stop paying people through PayPal. I, I get yeah. so frustrated when people ask, like, do you want to check or do you want to do PayPal? I'm like, no, no, I don't want PayPal. Like, yeah. unless you want to add 3% to your check, then no, yeah, don't. that's what I started doing. I was like, if you're going to do it that way, you're going to have to pay me this yeah, much more. Like, but, you know, like, a lot of... This is interesting because I never even thought about this, but on the last movie just recently started doing this i don't know if any other banks doing it but like the whole thing you can go you can go you can go for i think from any bank to like something like it's in your account immediately and it doesn't cost anything okay that's how they paid me for the last film that's nice yeah and it was like like the producer was like hey i'm going to the bank and this is when i was still here and they were in los angeles it was over the holidays which is why i was kind of like i need the money before right. you know everything closes down or whatever but uh, they're like, he's like, I'm on the way to to my bank, and you'll have it in a minute. I think you just use your email or something. Yeah. It's very simple. But well, 
that's similar to PayPal. Yeah, and yeah. It's just like an email. Yeah, but it's there's just, no, if you have a bank account, it's no charge and it goes in like immediately. Um, just ultimately they're waiting on me, but I, I don't want to give them that and then them send me this check for a lower amount. Right. And then they're going to be like, well, that you depositing that was an agreement that yeah. that was your pay. Yeah. So I'm totally. still trying to figure out how to handle the situation. I'm, I'd feel better if... I got to see their actual reports that they get from Amazon and iTunes. And if that is the correct number, then I'm okay with that. But then tell me that first. Yeah. Don't put up a beta website that's going to tell me that my movie's making all this money. And then it's kind of like when we were talking about investors last time. Like, be up front and I won't be pissed off about yeah. it. Yeah. Because your behavior after the fact makes you makes it seem like you're doing something wrong. Yeah, and I mean, who's not going to be pissed if they're like, oh, we're going to pay you this much money, and then when they go to write the check, it's an eighth of that. Yeah. I mean, everybody's going to have a problem with that. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I just, I mean, at least they contacted you. Like, I, <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've had such difficulty. And the thing is, like, it's so, it's, it's like, I've learned all these lessons and like, it's like now I can implement all the knowledge I have moving forward, but now it doesn't help me. But like, uh, fortunate closet space really wasn't like that. Like that's the one guy that does return my emails that the problems with that light in other places, I guess. But like with psychic experiment, for example, for like the first, I guess maybe year and a half after the movie came out domestically, um, they would, Lionsgate would send us, quarterly reports like pretty much when they were supposed to then it became oh we've got to email them you know and remind them and then it became oh we'll e we emailed them and reminded them but they wouldn't like send a report until like three quarters later yeah you know and then it turned into they would only answer the other producers' emails they would never answer any emails from me and it's not like I was like hey where's my fucking money yeah. you know I wasn't being aggressive I just I asked the same thing he did. Hey, do you have a report? Which yeah. you're supposed to ask? And just totally ignored. But then, like, he would send an email, like, a couple days later, BCC me on it, and ask the same thing, and they'd send it to him. <laughs> so I'm like, what the hell is going on? And then, of course, you know, he and I really don't have a relationship anymore. So, yeah. like, now there's no, now there's no recourse for me. So. Right. But it's, but it's frustrating because I know, like, there are ways that I can see that the movie's still selling. You know, right? And it's still playing VOD stuff and whatever. So I know like money's changing hands, but like, it's like it's this big, it's it's this big sort of black hole that I can't right. see into. You know, so yeah. Well, I'm just I'm just confused because it's like they in there. I can understand beta testing a website, and you probably shouldn't do it to your actual clients until you're actually going to launch it, but. The way that they have it broken down, it's actually really cool because they will tell you like percentage of it being rented, percentage of it that's being actually purchased, if it's the HD or SD, um, and will tell you, I mean like in weird dollar amounts, so it's not even rounded, but I mean like if someone, because you know they're all different pricings, different tiers, um, you know, but they'll be like this many sales, Amazon, this many sales, iTunes, like on specific days. And then those have just disappeared. So yeah, it's like there's that is a really weird beta test <laughs> for them yeah. to have these specific yeah, yeah. sales in these different months and then for them to all just be completely gone. Because now there's like two or three months span where it was literally not rented. And I, it's not the greatest movie. Like, I get it. But 
that's still a little weird because it's available like in the UK and stuff too for there to be that long of a period during the month of like October through December, which is yeah. huge for horror films right. for there not to be any rentals whatsoever. Yeah. So. And it, and it, it, if I'm understanding correctly, all that information mysteriously, or the beta test, let's follow the line mm -hmm. of their story. The beta test was taken down right after you contacted them. Yes, I, I looked at it Thursday evening and looked at the numbers. I should have screenshotted it and uh, or something. And I contacted them. I had logged out, contacted them Thursday night, and they got back to me Friday and said, okay, yeah, here's your earnings. It's like ridiculously lower than you thought. And then I logged back in going, wait, that didn't look right. Uh -huh. And then the number on the website all of, all of a sudden matched the number that they had sent me. So within 24 hours of me contacting yeah. them, everything got taken down. So What a coincidence. Yeah, that's a <laughs> fun little, little um, speed bump. Yeah. So we just need to, we need to like do something that makes us enough money to where we could totally build our own infrastructure and just vertically integrate from the top down and do our own. VOD on demand. Yeah, I mean distribution, like, because that's that's really the only way you can be sure that you're not getting fucked over. I know, it unfortunately, ha and it's just depressing. It is, and it's. I guess maybe, <laughs> maybe I, I'm a little bitter because it may have been like the only little bit of hope that I had left that wasn't like tainted with some kind of cynicalness. Mm. That uh, and I bid you welcome. You know, yeah. Now that that yeah. last piece is gone, so it's part, <laughs> truly part of the club now. Yeah, I have no more <laughs> hope for the industry. No, no, it's it's a bummer. It, well, and it's and it's like we haven't gotten to that. I mean, obviously, there's still like there's the the romanticism of you still like at one point one day you want to mm -hmm. see your movie in a theater. Right. You know what I mean? So there's yeah. always and to do that at this point right now for the most part you have to deal with that yeah. structure, you know, unless you four wall it, but you know, which more people are starting to do, but that that's a pain in the ass too. Right. Um, but it's like, we haven't, we haven't, I don't, I don't think the industry has gotten to the point Well, it clearly hasn't gotten to the point to where like the music industry has to where it's like now record labels are kind of a joke and nobody does that. And everybody sort of figured out how to make it work. Right. You know, um, hopefully that's something that will happen in the future, but, I hope that the trade-off isn't like those great sort of movie experiences that we're used to having, you know. Right, right. Um, but yeah, it's something definitely needs to be done because I'm tired of... Well, and I've seen other things online that are claiming to be like outlets for independent filmmakers to yeah. get your film at least out there. It may not be on Amazon or iTunes, but you know, they're trying to create their website and promote it for people yeah. to go and watch these independent films. So. Like you said, hopefully there will be maybe enough of those to kind of saturate the market and people will, you know, buy enough Roku boxes and stuff yeah. to, you know, get away from there only being one way to get into Walmart or something. I yeah, mean. yeah, exactly. Um, Which, by the way, if anybody knows how to get into Walmart, like even just the $5 bin, like I will throw my film into a $5 bin at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> I have a I have a person you can talk to. I was actually just about to bring that up because, you know, the the last movie that Chris and I worked on was done for that yeah. market specifically. Like some, and, and you know, I need to have them on so they can sort of talk about how it happened. But they did a film that the buyer saw and liked and then that led to them getting a deal to just kind of kind of do these films for Walmart, and that's pretty much what they're made for. Just like Walmart in store, and then like 
you can get it on demand online and there's maybe like one or two other sites they partner with, mm -hmm. but it's almost an exclusive thing to them. Um, Are they out of Houston? No, they're okay. uh, LA guys. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it was an interesting sort of experience because it, the whole time we were kind of beholden to what was sort of decreed, you know, what the movie basically had to be. Right. Uh, from from the Walmart guys, <laughs> you know, and it, it was the first time that I had, I, had, I guess, experienced uh, being a part of a deal like that to where it was not some other company, some sales company that sells through to a big box retailer. It was the big box retailer themselves. Yeah. Or some subsidiary thereof saying, hey, we want this kind of product. Right. And I guess there's more of that happening. So um, I guess everybody tries to be viable in their own way. Right. And, and self-sufficient, like, you know, Netflix making their own stuff. And yeah. Amazon making their own stuff. So I just need to find a way to get in somehow, yeah. somewhere. I know. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah, I'll, um, I'll talk to them and maybe put you in touch. See if it works out. Yeah. Because I think that I think that would work pretty well for your movie, honestly. Well, I I mean, when I look through them, you know, like especially around Halloween and just the ones that are in there, I'm like, you know, it's easy. Yeah. It, to be placed as far as like, again, like I said, my movie's not the best. It was done quite a while ago, uh, but when I watch some of these, I mean, we even bought one of the ones that have like eight, you know, films on there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, my dad and I would watch them and it was just like, there is no way that these people, yeah. I mean, they had to be like the nephew of Sam Walton or something to yeah. get their movie in here because it's done on like an iPhone. Yeah, or totally. Something. So yeah, which witchcraft is a part of one of those packages. Mm -hmm. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, or my witchcraft, not the original, but right. that one would belong on there too. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, and I think I want to say Closet Space is on one of I don't know if that one was in Walmart, but Closet Space is on one of those too. Yeah. And it was, they were things that were, for Closet Space at least, it came way later. Like um, the guy handling the movie just said that uh, he was packed, they had asked him to package another movie. They asked him for another movie and they still had a space on the compilation for one more that was like a monstery thing and mm. he was like check this out you know because it was the only because at that point everybody was making like slashery stuff yeah. or like saw type stuff so he really didn't have a whole lot of monster movies so it just so happened that he sold them on this on this uh creature feature but i don't know that it would have made it in otherwise right but it made it i think i have it up there somewhere but um yeah that would that would be sort of an interesting like I really I really would like to honestly I'd like to talk to the guys that are giving this other guy the money and be like hey so yeah if you're going to fund that you know if you're gonna, how <laughs> check about check this out yeah check this out you know how can I be part of the gang you know exactly. I'll churn out movies for Walmart I have no I know you know I have I have no qualms about that no I, in product placement whatever you want to do we could put the happy face in there yeah Oh, I'm, I price, would totally be yeah. down for product placement. In fact, uh, there's there's a movie in the works in the, of writing um, that my dad's actually writing, and we've we've totally product placed like several things. That oh, we're yeah. Like, oh, we totally go to, and and they're you know it's still like horror films, so it's of course like weaponry type companies, but. Yeah. I feel like that would totally be a market that maybe hasn't been asked ever. Yeah. And. Um, 
you know, right now I think they have some money because everybody's like buying ammunition and stuff. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> <laughs> That's the second yeah. time today I've said that. <laughs> I actually I had to go get medicine from the pharmacy uh, for something. Yeah. So I was like, it only cost me $4. So I was like legitimately like, thanks. Oh, okay. <laughs> thanks, oh my God. So yeah. So see, see now I've, I've brought myself back to the midline. Uh, <laughs> One thing that I, because we brought this up and I want to make sure I talk about it because it is still to this day fucking hilarious to me <laughs> that this happened. And I, I can kind of figure out how it happened last year. Yeah, it all happened. It was three times last year. They froze my bank account oh, yeah. because, okay, so let, let, me, let me just start at the <laughs> beginning. So I get a call and, you know, you get 800 calls on your phone. You kind of think they're solicitors or like scam calls or whatever, but... I'll usually Google the number and see if it's legit because you never know. Like, maybe it's a distributor calling with some sort of great news. Like, it never, <laughs> that has never ever happened. But the one time I ignored it or blocked it, it will be that, yes, you know, it'll, it that, will. that will happen. So, anyway, I'll, I'll Google search the number. And there are a lot of uh, online, you know, pages that if you put a phone number in and it's a scammer call or whatever, it'll say what it is and who they're calling and whatever. And so it makes you feel a little bit better about blocking the number. But, there was one call I just kept getting, kept getting, and they would not leave a message. And then I finally Googled it, and it said, which is where I bank. And so I was like, huh, are they trying to tell me that somebody stole my card or something? I think they leave a message, but let me call them back. And I called them the first time. I called them back, and they're like, yeah, we have so, uh, can you hold on, please? And I was like, weird. You know, it was like a very cloak and dagger call. Like, usually they'll be like, hey, this is how may I help you? Or right. something like that. Like, I initially thought, that I had called a number that had been, you know, that scammers had sort of take, taken over and rerouted to like, and, you know, I was expecting them to come on and ask me for all my information. And, and the guy actually got on and he verified that he worked the bank. Like he actually read information back to me. And he's like, yeah, you know, we need to go, we need you to go into one of our branches and answer some questions. And I'm like, what the fuck is this about? You know? So I go into a branch and, uh, Actually, the first time it happened, I was in Los Angeles. It was I was working on Cold Descent, and I was pick, I was stopped in on the way back on the way to picking up the catering one day. I remember, and uh, I go in, and the guy's like, "Oh, come with me." And like, we had to go to like the side cubicle. It was like very <laughs> secretive, you know. And the guy's like, "Okay, I'm gonna, I need to call into this number, and you need to answer the questions. Answer the questions the person on the other line asks you." What? So by this point, it's very like. That's weird. It's very like home Department of Homeland Security like terror. I'm like, what is gonna happen? You know, because if I'm not gonna be able to get this food back to set, you need to let me know. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I was like, I need to think of a way to maybe you know keep lunch on time. <laughs> and uh, so they call this number, and uh, I get on the I get on the phone with another representative who then proceeds to ask me several questions. The first of which being, is there are is there any sexual intercourse in your films? And I said, well, and of course I was, I was like, I had the presence of mind enough to be like, well, what do you mean? Because that's not, that sounds a little, you know, set up ish. Right. <laughs> you know, like, right. I'm like, do you, are you talking simulated? Because yeah, yeah. I mean, in witchcraft, you know, like, but like, what, what are you, what are your boundaries? You know, like, what are you talking <laughs> about? And they're like, no, is there any actual non-simulated sexual activity in your films? And I said, no, I don't make, pornos and I actually when I because I was so taken aback I was like I don't make pornos I said pretty loud everybody in the is like looking at me at this point 
and they're, they're thinking, oh, there's that porn producer. Right, <laughs> right. And, and, and of course, I'm like, my first thought then was like, like, this is the first time. You guys, I'm in Los Angeles. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. Come on. You know, I just drove by a giant porn company on the way here. <laughs> no, they're probably looking because they wanted like an inn somewhere yeah, right, into the right, industry. Right. right. <laughs> Always looking for girls, never looking for guys. <laughs> um, uh, so, anyway, so I was like, no, I don't do porn. And they're like, then the person was like, so you verify that there is no, uh, there, there are no sexual situations, non-simulated sexual situations or, or pornography in your movies. And I said, no, there's not. And they're like, okay, thank you. And I hung, they hung up. And the guy's like, okay, well, let me, let me take the hold off your account. And I was like, there's a hold on my account. <laughs> and he said, yeah, you know, they, that's been happening. And I said, that's been ha like, So what, what put me on this list? He's like, I don't know. It just, they said, oh, maybe it's, it's probably a random check. And I was, yeah, there's okay. no there's no such thing as a random check. So I did a little research and it turns out that so for the third time today, thanks Obama, mm. as part of one of the Homeland Security Acts, uh, one of the, sort of like the subchapter is that they were going to start approaching banks to shut down the accounts of adult performers. And it was called something, though. What, yeah, I do you remember? I'm going to have to Google that because yeah. it's Project Something yeah, yeah, that is hilarious yeah. because of the innuendo it has. Yeah, yeah something like that. But it's, uh, I, I found, yeah, I found immediately when I got back to the set, I Googled it and found the pages. And like there were four or five porn actresses like that were bitching about it. They're like, my bank account was frozen. I couldn't pay my bills. And this is effed up. And uh, I don't know why I just censor myself because I've said fuck like five times already. <laughs> but anyway, um, but the funny th and also another funny thing that happened was that the actresses were complaining because it was only happening to them. It was not happening to the guys like no, no male porn actors had, had their accounts shut down. And I was like, well, I'm not a porn actor, but I tweeted to a couple of them and I was like, but they shut my account down and I don't even do porn. <laughs> so, you know, like I'm. I'm paying for the crime and I didn't even, you know, do the time, they didn't even do the crime. So, so what you're telling me is, is that we need to start an online bank for porn stars. I think that is our end. That is it. Yeah. And the funny thing. Edit th that out. <laughs> 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 Nobody needs to know about that. <laughs> yeah. We would keep that to ourselves. We form the LLC. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of some sort of deposit joke that's not gross. <laughs> but anyway, um, that it actually happened. Yeah. yeah it no, like, I found yeah. it, though. It's called Operation Choke Point, is what they <laughs> called it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I remember seeing that. I remember, I remember thinking that was pretty funny at the time. So because of Operation Choke Point, my account got flagged two more times last year. One time really, <laughs> no pun intended, fucked me. Like, my rent check bounced. So um, it was... Yeah, and, and the so the only thing I could think of was right before that happened, we were working on a movie where one of, one of the producers involved uh, is foreign, and to make the to make the payments or actually to reserve to do the insurance and to like get the grip truck and a few other things, he wired me money from Singapore to my account. Oh yeah. To take and it was a, it was more than just paying me. It was like he wired me all the money so I could just go get everything taken care of. So um, maybe that was it. Well, but if they thought you know, because they're trying to say oh it's to prevent things like money laundering, but then 
at the same time, it's like, well, then why didn't they ask you about money laundering? Why was right. it specifically about porn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, there were no money laundering money laundering questions whatsoever. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, it was just ev- everything in the conversation revolved around pornography, which made me feel kind of uncomfortable, actually. Yeah, no, that is a little, you know, <laughs> but look, there's there's an entire list of people on here of. Uh, like the people that were kind of scrutinized by yeah. this yeah. choke point yeah. operation. <laughs> so this would totally be like our our new client, client base. list. Yes. I'm telling you. I'm liking the way you think, yeah. Brittany. Let's do I think this. we need to get on that. Because, can, and you know, what's funny is like there were a couple of, I was pretty proud of these banks that did like jump on it pretty quickly. They were like, hey, come to us. You right. Know, like right after that happened. And I seriously thought about it. Be, just because it pissed me off, you know, I'm like right. you don't even, you just freeze my account or flag it or whatever without even calling me. And I mean, granted, they tried to call a few times and I didn't yeah, answer, but, but they never. There was no information left. I got no letters in the mail, no emails, and I'm signed up for all that notification shit. Like, well, you know, and you'd think that they would maybe do a little more investigation before they actually froze the account right. because something. <coughs> Right. Because really, to me, the only way that they would actually legitimately be able to do that is if they thought you were money laundering. But yeah. if they don't really, I mean, I guess that's the whole like government can do what they want without warrants. But you just think that they would have a little more ammunition yeah. uh, before they could actually like freeze it and make you. And then and then then what? Like you just like no, I don't make porn. And they're like, okay, we'll unfreeze it. Like even then, how is that a good? Yeah. Okay, good enough. Oh, okay, yeah, and then move on. Yeah, yeah. I could I could have walked in there wiping fluids off my face and given the same answer. <laughs> and then like that's that's as far as it went. You know what I mean? The yeah. questioning was not that thorough. Yeah. It's just like when you lie on a job application. Like, would you ever punch somebody in the face? If right. You, you, know, you just click no, even though I might. You know what I mean? Like that's as deep as they went with the interrogation. Which didn't really match up to the extent that they the extent that they went to on the other you know on the enforcement side you know what I mean right so yeah it was it was very confusing but like I said then it happened two more times so the only thing I can the only thing I could trace it to was those deposits from those wires from Singapore maybe they might have thought I was laundering yeah. money but and then later that year I got two more relatively big payments but they were like actual checks from the U S from L A so I don't know why that would have so, 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 like, it got me all gun-shy about depositing anything, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. So what's going to set these guys off? Like, at at this point, I'm like, now I'm just going to go cast a check and put the money under my mattress. Uh, yeah, I mean. You know? so, so heads up, filmmakers. <laughs> <laughs> if you're doing anything even remotely prurient, you know? And I imagine, like, if, I mean, I, I think there's probably, like, some degree of investigation that went along with it. Maybe, like, they Googled yeah, my name. Maybe. <laughs> because I doubt, like, if I made Christian family films, I doubt they would have come after me like that, you know? And maybe, I'm, yeah. I'm not trying to, you know, be too crazy about it. But, you know, I, I can't I can't imagine that every film company that has a bank account got approached by these people if, after they got, like, a large deposit from... An a entity non, Yeah, an somewhere. entity, like, a non-common source or whatever. But, yeah, it was... a. It's definitely one of my, one of the weirder film experiences I've had. Yeah. So research your banks. Yeah. Don't totally. use PayPal. Don't use PayPal. Research <laughs> your banks. Uh, look for our new banking endeavor to to launch. Yes. <laughs> the latter half of 2016. <laughs> exactly. We need to think of a real catchy name. Oh, it'll happen. <laughs> uh, listeners, feel free to you know tweet your suggestions. <laughs> 
But disclaimer, anything that is tweeted is ours and You're right, right. That's we own. <laughs> <laughs> you will get no royalties. None, none whatsoever. <laughs> um, actually, we, we may pay you royalties, but the spreadsheet was in beta testing. Yeah. And you know, will and, promptly disappear. And will be dispersed through PayPal. Yeah. So um, let's talk. We, we touched on this a little bit before we started. Um, Let's kind of talk about, I wanted to talk a little bit about crowdfunding and your experiences with it, if any. Yeah. Um, what do you, I, well, I guess let's start like big picture. Like what are your, what are your general thoughts on it? Um, well, I don't know because it, it, it's kind of like a, a, it's not a simple answer, I guess, because yeah. Like with any kind of seeking of money, I don't really think it's higher or lower than really a lot of other tactics mm. um, because it's almost from the limited experience that I've had with it, you know, it has brought in some money, which is more to say than a lot of other ways that we've tried to get money, mm. but it's definitely not ever lived up to the expectation that I think at least the websites in crowdfunding yeah. places uh, make it out to be. So, yeah, overall, it's maybe something to look into, but I definitely wouldn't bank on, like, that being the way to fund your film. Yeah, yeah. I tend to agree, obviously, because I've failed at it every time I've tried. <laughs> um, so I'm speaking from a, a place of uh, bitterness and uh, disappointment. But, yeah, it's like, uh, so... It, it's like I've, I've tried it at different times for different reasons with different expectations. I think the first time, the first time we ever made an attempt to do it was to get finishing, finishing money from Imago, for Imago. Uh, it might have been for the sound mix or something. It's something that like, I think either Chris or Chris and I put together, or his mom came in for or something like that. Mm -hmm. This is eventually how we solved that problem. But um, we initially—it's like we didn't ask for that much. We were kind of just like, let's see what happens. You know, we have Lisa and Debbie to sort of like, we have their names, attached. names and fan bases attached to sort of help us along. But it's like we fell. I actually looked at the um, looked at the campaign just recently, and like we fell flat on our face. Yeah. You know, maybe made less less than two grand. You yeah. Know, when we were looking for, I think, like 10, maybe. Um, I definitely so, think that it's in, like, the three or four that I can think of, it's never been over about two grand. Yeah, yeah. And that's, uh, that's yeah, pretty much the same with me. There was, uh, what else did I try? Oh, it was Placeholder Season 2. Everybody kind of, like, stirred me up. They're like, yeah, you should try this. Yeah, we'll... we'll Tweet it out. We'll get people to do it, and of course, no. You actually do it, and set it up, and then nobody yeah. helps push it or whatever. And it was the same thing. Um, it wasn't really season two. It wasn't this season two. It was like when we were gonna do another run of nine episodes when it was still like a web series kind of thing. Fortunately, other things happened to make it more viable. Right. You know, um, but at the time, you know, that's it was that's kind of that's kind of what made it sort of die in the water for a little bit. And then, you know, maybe, I guess, four or five years late, fast forward four or five years, I was <laughs> considering, like, trying to figure out how I was going to do sort of the next thing. And uh, I let 
I don't want to say I let people talk me into it, but I, w- I guess I was led to believe that things would be different this time. <laughs> yeah. You know, and uh, well, you know, so much has changed in the time between this and the time between you tried it the last time and now that you have more of a you have more of a network. You can get it further out there. Uh, more people will sort of rally behind your cause, and sort of like the same thing happened. You know, and yeah. I, I feel like we had a lot going for us on the last, which was the last campaign, which I think was it was 30 to 45. I mean, we had all those names, all of which tweeted stuff out, you know, and tried to get it out there. Right. We had press coverage on, like, the biggest sort of nerd genre sites you can think of. But it just, for whatever reason, like, people were not vibing with it. You know? Yeah. Like, either they weren't into the, the pitch or the movie itself or... I don't know. I mean, it's so that's the that's the frustrating thing. It's it's like it's hard to sort of narrow it down to why maybe it wasn't why yeah why why it didn't work or you know what makes the other things that did work work because in doing that so you know like crowdfunding sites have kind of become a little social media y in the last I guess couple of years to where like people will find you you can find one another on those sites when you're running campaigns. Right. And it's sort of like you donate to theirs, they'll donate to yours, and then like you guys share share each other's campaigns. and Sort of like you make these crowdfunding friends. Right. And when I set mine up, I made maybe three or four other sort of friends with three or four other campaigns that were very similar. You know, like same sort of level cast, same sort of approach, kind of like a quirky genre-ish, but not genre thing. Same level of I guess expertise, you know, behind the camera kind of stuff. Like basically everything was pretty similar across the board. And those those guys were super successful. Yeah. You know, and mine just kind of like is like the kid that gets picked last for kickball. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's just it's so confusing and, and, and frustrating. And also, you know, you have you get ready to start the campaign and everybody's like yeah of course we'll help you out and then like nobody will and i don't mean just money like no one will share it or put it out well there. It's, i wonder though if like two things one it's probably because half of maybe the people that we know also have a some yeah, kind of campaign yeah. up too and right. so it's like well you know I, I have my own thing to do but then i just kind of wonder if it's almost like past its point now. Yeah, i was i thought about that recently too. Like if it's kind of like jumped the shark. Right, like everybody's kind of been there done that. They've all realized they're not going to really get anything out of it. Yeah. <laughs> and so because like i had i had kind of mentioned before we started, i notice really the most projects that get funded are usually for like an invention of an actual thing. Yeah. So like the big one I think this last year was coin that um, like credit card digital credit card where you could put you know so people they're going to use that on a daily basis Um, there was even just like a bottle cutter on there uh, that I saw one time but so it's like an actual invention that's going to make people's lives easier day to day versus um, maybe they've all these people have donated to several films and realized you know that return on investment is probably not as guaranteed as some of these other things and so they're going to stop donating to that kind of stuff because i don't i didn't research anything but like you know authors and books like i don't know if they get funded because i imagine they'd be in kind of this similar spot that we're in yeah i think it's it's this it's the same sort like it's the same sort of paradigm where it's like people that you would for for better or worse people that you think don't really need 
the help right get funded out the wazoo yeah and you then know like, like Zach well, I'm not gonna name names because people Already that I did. like but it's like <laughs> you know if Stephen and he hasn't done this but this is why I'm using his name but if Stephen King set up a crowdfunding campaign to crowdfund you know it too or whatever you know the stand harder <laughs> like it would and he needed a million dollars like he would make 10 yeah but and that's the that's the weird sort of way that these things work it's like he doesn't really need those resources and i feel like every campaign that i see or hear about that's some that's a success story like that is a situation like that right you know like maybe maybe they're these people aren't independently wealthy or like even if they are you know it's not a smart move to use your own money but they have access to places to get the money that we don't. Right. You know, they have access to that level of... Yeah, and I kind of mentioned this before too, but it seems like most of the money that you get from any of the crowdfunding websites tend to come from people that you know. Yeah. But then the crowdfunding websites are usually going to take a percentage of that too. So I'm, yeah. I'm kind of frustrated and that's almost like a PayPal moment where it's like, why, you know, if aunt Susie wants to donate, you know, a hundred bucks, will just send me a hundred dollar check though. Cause I don't want to only be able to get, you know, $90 yeah. of your hundred exactly. and then someone else is banking on my efforts. And so it's almost like, you know, would I rather just hold a barbecue and invite all my friends and they can, and I'll just have a basket out there. I mean, Clinger yeah. actually did that with one of their screenings yep. that I went to. It did very well. It did well. very well. And, and so I thought then, you know, cause I know that I donated to it and I was just like, this is a perfect way to do this, yeah. you know? And, and maybe you have the screening, but if you haven't shot it, I mean, just even something as simple as gathering and then, you know, it can be anonymous or not, but let's just put out a basket, write a check, cash, you know, give us your credit card number, yeah. <laughs> something like that. And um, I feel like you'd probably come out as on top as maybe the end of a campaign, but you've almost put a little less work into it because those crowdfunding campaigns are kind of crazy and that you have to update daily for it yeah, to then it, be in people's minds yeah and it becomes like a full-time job and right that's what really that's what that's why i really came out of the uh, the other end of the 30 to 45 stuff super pissed off at like myself at everybody you know because it's so it's not just not making the goal but it's all the work you've put into right and then even making content and doing the updates and just reposting reposting but trying to make it not not seem like white noise you know like everything has to be different and well, yeah. then you have the perks, right? So yeah. you got to, you know, try to collaboratively think of s cool things to do. But then you also got to, you know, produce those after, too. So, yeah. like, yeah. you know, some people may, I don't know, I can't think of anything really right now. But just that's still something that you have to do after that's work for the crowdfunding. Right. You know, right. it's not over when the check clears. You actually right. exactly. have to keep up with that stuff, too. Yeah. Yeah. And... It all, and then like I had the worst part of it for me was having to email everybody afterwards and be like, "Hey, the movie's not happening." Like, yeah, all the, but specifically all the people that like had really, like I don't know if I'll ever be able to get those deals with these people again. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, because it was right before Tony got announced to be the voice of Zoom on the Flash or whatever. Like they knew that was happening, but right. you know. If I went back now and was like the movie's up, now, like right. would I be able to get them to do that for this? I don't know. Maybe not probably not at the same budget. Maybe right. <laughs> you know, and you know we have a good relationship, so it might just be fine. But you know, people remember 
I feel like people remember that stuff like when it doesn't go off. You know, they're like, this yeah. guy again, like, is this even going to happen? Right, yeah. And there, there's so much of that. I mean, we do that all the time. We get hired for movies. We're like, okay, well, I won't believe it until we're shooting. You know, kind yeah. of stuff. So th that stuff's already there, but it just, it really, it hurts me because I, I don't like to... That's what we're striving to not right, be. Right, I don't like to lay all these plans and be like, oh, sorry, psych. <laughs> it's, not, <laughs> it's not happening. You know, um, and it kind of... I find that it's kind of, I really found that it was sort of a litmus test of who's really, who's really down to, <laughs> right. to, to, to down for the ride, you know what I mean? Because, I mean, there are four or five people that I can think of specifically that I had like helped out in a big way just prior to doing that campaign that literally did nothing to help me. And I don't mean give me money, right? but, but just, just put a fucking link up, right. you know what I mean? And... Ugh, it just it burns me up you know what I mean because I if it's somebody that I before I deleted my Facebook page for these very reasons um, you know if it was somebody that I really liked or you know I could like I knew they were in sort of the same struggle as we all are in you know I would not even if the movie was something that I'd fucking hate I would repost it you yeah know? just to try to get it out there and you never know whose eyes are going to fall on it and be into right. it, you know. Everybody's got a different group of friends, and I mean. Yeah. Yeah. And it, so it's just, it just really was kind of a experience that I'm like, I'm glad I did that to sort of like find out certain things about how certain things work, but I don't know that I'd ever want to do it again. Like I almost feel like it's worth the struggle to piece together the funding on your own like like we have been doing mm -hmm. then I don't know like for me it's it's it it makes it it makes the whole endeavor seem a little more valuable I guess now right and maybe it's just because I've failed it the other way but I just there's something about just sort of like making it happen from the ground up. Like I've sort of come around to that sort of thinking again, you know, where to, for a while it seemed like crowdfunding was the way to go, you know, yeah. like the way every, everything was going to go. And now I've kind of come back around to, well, shit, man, we're just going to figure out how to do it ourselves. Because yeah. It's just easier that way. And it, it may be tough and it may be hard. And I may hate having those conversations with people, but it, it's, it, it takes a, 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 a lot less of a mental toll on me. Yeah. Well, and on a mini side note, I almost texted you the other day because I was downtown and saw an old man selling M&M's, bags of M&M's on the side of the street. <laughs> and I probably would have stopped, but he was in a wheelchair. I felt kind of bad. But I was going to text you and be like, it's happening already. Like this guy heard our podcast. I'm pretty sure he's banking on the corner of Richmond and I don't know, <laughs> somewhere. But I think, too, with the crowdfunding, like... One way that I'd probably equate it to is almost kind of like YouTube in a viral video, right? Yeah. So yes, there are projects that take off that become viral, but like we, you can't just start a production and go, we're gonna make a viral video today. I right. mean, you can't determine what's gonna be viral yeah, or know. not. Yeah. So yeah, it's probably not fair to say like, oh no, it just doesn't work. Cause yes, there is probably a small chance that someone will do something or have like you said it in front of the right person that then puts it in front of another person and it go big but is that i guess it's just something you really need to sit down and decide like do we really want to take the time and effort to maybe have a viral campaign right right yeah and i you just made me rem you reminded me of something that like 
when talking. Of course, everything I'm saying comes from a place of anger and bitterness, <laughs> but that's to be expected, right? Um, but you know, I actually thought of all that, or thought of a lot of that, as much as that as, as much as much of that as you can sort of pre-think mm-hmm. before doing it. But it just so happened that in the gestation of that project, like there were so many ways to get angles on a lot of different subsets of people. You know, like there was the horror stuff, obviously. So we had like you know Tony, Lisa, Miko Hughes. So like there's there's and in that there's sort of different genres of horror and different even different um, you know sort of generations almost but also like there were, you get in comedy people from Richard Reilly and then uh, there's like the music angle which came through Angelo from Fishbone who has this I mean they're a super influential under band that's I don't want to say they're underground they're not underground but they're like the band that doesn't get any credit that influenced all these other bands from like, you know, Red Hot Chili Peppers to No Doubt, like anybody in between, you know. So they have a lot of famous friends, you know, and, and, and like they're respected by a lot of people. And they also have a lot of really famous fans like Tim Robbins and John Cusack and, and you know, people, Gallagher, you know, people. Right. That, so, so it's like, okay, you know, if I can get them to put this, it's going to get to all these people. And then like there's the whole, the stories about, the stories about certain sort of ethnic battles that I've had to fight. So it's like appealing to like the black audience and right. then Fishbone too also appeals to the black audience in like a, a fringe black audience, like sort of like the non, non-stereotypical black person, you know? Right. So it's sort of like that whole, that whole sort of deal. And so it's like, I thought I was like covering all these bases and it's not like I, I didn't set out to do it in writing the thing. It just it came out that way, right. and then I started thinking about it. and I was like, "Wow, I can really you have make, the whole equation." Basically. Yeah, I can make these things really work for me, and it's like none of that happened. Yeah. And you know, the one of the most frustrating moments was that the day I announced Angelo. That, so there are two people I know that I that I worked on a film. I worked on a film with several years ago, but they're all about. Black people are underrepresented in cinema. The black experience is underrepresented in cinema. You know, everything needs to be blacker, blacker, blacker. And this whole movie is about me being half black. And it's, it stars this guy that's a, you know, black front man that is sort of like the, a non-stereotypical black guy. And they didn't do anything to, re, you know, like nothing. The, the thing is, I know they saw it because they're like, oh, Angelo's in the movie? Cool. And then didn't send it out. I'm like, motherfucker, like this is the whole line that you spout. Yeah. I made I helped you make a movie about this very thing. Yeah. You know, a documentary about this very thing. And you're not gonna help me out? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I thought this was your cause, but it's because it wasn't their thing. I, th- I feel like it was like I feel like it was sort of like there's ego involved. They probably thought you were like almost in competition in that right. in a way. But but it really it really made me mad and bummed me out because I was like, I thought this was what we were trying to do, you know? Yeah. You know, rising tide lifts all ships, you know, like, but nobody thinks like that, you know what I mean? And so it's that, that kind of, that's one thing I think about every so often and I'm like, it just really kind of guts me because right. you think one thing about somebody or you think that some, some people's intentions are this and then it turns out like they kind of really show you right. in a way inadvertently. And uh, it just, it kind of takes the wind out of your sails a little bit, you know? Yeah, well, definitely. That's, so. I've, I've been there on a, 
on another subject that uh, maybe will come out at an another date. <laughs> oh, why not now? No time like no, the present. No, I think there's too many bridges that I'd probably burn that I don't know if I'm ready to burn on that one. Okay, so. we'll burn them after I stop recording. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's only a matter of time. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, see, I, I had another like place to go after that, and I forgot it. <laughs> I got so like rage caught up in my head, and, and I lost my train of thought. Oh, okay, yeah. Back. The rage is back. So, and this, this isn't, it's just, these are just funny. None of this is really, I don't think any of these are real teaching moments or anything, but I like to like talk about this because it's like, I don't know. It's just some of this stuff is just really weird. This is kind of shit that goes through my head and bothers me, but there is a, go, so sort of back to the crowdfunding, we talked several episodes ago about that relationship I had with that musician that, kind of mm -hmm. fell apart because he was an investor on a movie and right. things aren't really happening or whatever. And so it's, you know, he constantly, you know, will email me about where's my money, where's my money, you know, you need to start paying me back personally. You need to start paying me back out of your personal account. <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, I can't do that. That's not how a business works, you know. But the other, the, you know, the other side of that that's super frustrating is I know, and recently I've seen, you know, this guy, he will do a. Uh, he, he he will tell me that he really needs money, which fine. Maybe you really do. Maybe I really, do, I really do need to pay you back. I understand that, but then he'll do a crowdfunding campaign, looking for ten grand and make thirty, you know, like that. Yeah. Because of just who he is, and so it's kind of like you know I can't look at that objectively. It gets all twisted in my head. I'm like, okay, well. I can't do that. Yeah. Like, if you really need money, just do another crowdfunding campaign. You know? Well, it's. I think it's that moment where, so, you know, going back to, like, this distribution company where I feel like they are actually maybe screwing me out of money. And yeah. so it's like, no, I need it. I don't care. Give me what you told me you're going to give me. Yeah. But, so, you know, I guess maybe he just has to sit and think. It's not like you're purposefully not paying him back. Right. You're not being shady. It's just, it's not there. And when it is, I mean... You are the type of person that's like, look, I'm not going to hold out on you. like. Right. And, you know, I've made, even though, like, what people don't understand is if, okay, so I made Psychic Experiment. Let's just say that never makes money. It never gets into the black. If I were to get hired on a new Halloween movie or the new Hellraiser movie tomorrow and make a lot of money off of that, I don't get to use that money to pay you back for psychic experiment. Right. You don't get to come after me for that money. Right. Like they're two stuff that's the whole point of forming an LLC and like setting up different businesses or whatever. Like that's not the the one venture was a fa was a failed venture. This right. one has nothing to do with that one. But internally I've already made the decision like look if I ever get in that position, I will pay you that money back. Because yeah. it means a lot to me that you no matter what happens and what happens to us or our relationship, there are people that I fucking hate that I can't wait to pay off. Yeah, you know so that I mean? you For, can be like, see, hi. Yeah, you yeah know? get out of my life. Yeah. Here's your shut up money. But, you know, it, it's the right thing to do. Like, they gave me money, you know, and they gave me money when we needed it. And if, I make it, if I'm in a point where I have that extra three, six, ten grand or whatever off of something else, sure, yeah, I'd I'll happily give it to you. And if I can give it to you with, like, a percentage of, let's just say, you know, earned interest or whatever, I'll be happy to do that. Yeah. You know, but, you know, 
what they don't realize is like you don't have to do that like that's if they were to take me to court no one would make me right force me to do that no because they'd only be looking at the books of that yeah. movie that project and it's not made anything you know so to speak i don't know but yeah so it just it's a it's a ongoing battle of course and it's it's like i said always frustrating and disheartening like the this last time you know this last time uh that that dude emailed me uh and i talked about this a couple times on the podcast i talk about it on the podcast that just went up but uh a mutual friend of ours just died under mysterious i don't say mysterious circumstances they haven't really said what happened but he was only 41 so he's only a couple or maybe a little bit older but maybe he's only a few years older than me and i kind of posted something on Facebook, he's, a, he's also a musician. I posted something. I was like, this guy, he was a friend of placeholders. I was going to get him to work on, you know, maybe doing some vocals on the new season. He sent us some T-shirts from the band to wear in one of the episodes. He was just a guy that I liked and I really loved his band. And so I put up this kind of like, you know, emo, literally emo thing on, on placeholders. And that other, the investor musician immediately emailed me and was like, hey, where's my money? <laughs> you know what I mean? Which I think is so like, I don't know. It's just kind of gauche. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, uh, just, it's just a little. You're not gonna say anything about, hey, wow, it's really shit, sad. What happened? By the way, yeah, you know, yeah, even, just any kind of segue. I yeah, guess. Yeah, but it just kind of. I, I find that like stuff like this, if you don't have the clear conversations in the beginning, when things like this start to come out, it's like they're they gradually poison any interaction you have both in moving forward and moving backwards. Yeah, that's true. Like now I'm sort of like re, re, rethinking all these conversations we've had mm -hmm. and all these interactions I've watched him have with other people, you know, like, because yeah. I had a certain, you know, we were close enough to where I had a certain level of, I saw the man behind the curtain. Right. You know? So it's like, I, and this is a guy who definitely has a, pers you know, he's got a, a stage persona, you know, like people like People like X, but they never see Y. You know right. what I mean? And, and so it's it just made me super cynical about all that stuff because I'm sort of seeing the other side of it. And now I don't know that, you know, we probably never will have a friendship again, you know? Yeah. Or not a real one, you know, because I'm, I'll just be like... A shallow one. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, it's just, it's, it's just a bummer, like, how much... How much fallout all this stuff has, like just because of the nature of art and money and relationships and right. It's just there's no. It's always messy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there's no. There's no easy way. I'm trying to figure out how you're eventually going to stab me in the back. It's coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna, it's going to be on the porno bank thing. You're gonna be, you're gonna edge me out of the board of directors like Rutger Howard uh, did to uh, Bruce Wayne. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, it was my idea. I mean, if you want to go back into the... Just, <laughs> Check the tape. Check I'm the just tape. Kidding. Yeah, it totally was. <laughs> but yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, so... But I, you know, I, I, I used to not really want to air this stuff out, but I think it's valuable to talk about it because, uh, well, it makes me feel better, but also, like, <laughs> you know, I want... I guess I want people to know what they're in for. I yeah, guess. well, it's a little more real than yeah. maybe like a positive workshop of like, hey, let's get together and we're going to talk about filmmaking. And yeah. this is going to be like. And everybody's going to help everybody out. No pay now, but if this gets bought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So it's then, you know, maybe that's just that's just my niche to be the, the bummer, the bummer filmmaker. 
Well, and it's, but it's, I don't know. I would think that if anybody truly wanted to make films and make good films and truly have that dream and not the ego, that a lot of this would, they would take all of this into consideration and to heart because, you know, yeah, there's a lot of people out there that just want to make films so they can say they're a filmmaker. They don't care what's on the page. They don't care you know, they just care about that ego part of it. And yeah. so, yeah, they're not going to care or listen to any of it. But I don't know. I've, I don't know. I mean, I've, I don't feel like I've been in the business that long. But, you know, all of this, obviously, if I would have, well, if I'd have heard it in college, I probably wouldn't be in the film industry. <laughs> no, but. Or you'd have been like, this crotchety old bastard. No, He's just I don't, cynical. I don't know. Well, I guess what I'm thinking right now is, is that really anybody who's been on a film set really has these same quarrels, whether they talk about them or not. Yeah. I mean, everybody has felt something that has been brought up on this podcast from day one, like at least one thing, if not all of them. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it is, you know, behavior needs to change in a lot of places. And so to me, a lot of people don't take to that positive, like, let's change things. And so sometimes, you know, it is just stating the problem and trying to figure out, yeah. What other options are there? What, you know, you're kind of like the voice of the filmmakers that actually care. I yeah. <laughs> wow, I actually care. I never thought of myself that way. <laughs> well, you know, that actually yeah, care yeah, about. I know about... Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree with you because, yeah, it's, and I think that's something that, that's haunted me, I guess, from day one. You know, Melanie brings it up on the last podcast. It's like, that's kind of what's gotten us into trouble, unfortunately. And it shouldn't be that way. Yeah. You know? It shouldn't be that way. But all you can really do, and you know, what I do, it may sound like I fucking hate life now or whatever, but I don't really. I'm actually happier about where I've been, you know, and how I'm positioned as far as my career goes than I have ever been, you know? Uh, it's taken a weird sort of circuitous path that I never thought I would take, but I'm glad that it went that way. So... I, uh, you know, I, I feel that what was I going to say? <laughs> I fucking blanked Friday it. is not a good day. For no, it's not. It's not. Uh, as well as I was concentrating all my mental energy on that freaking meeting I had this morning. Hmm. And now I'm just like, my brain is like, <laughs> Turning like I, off. I have nothing left. That's why I was reading comic book articles when you walked in. <laughs> I was just trying to, uh, trying to sort of reset my brain. Um, you know, Melly and I just talked about how that, that kind of, that approach has always gotten us into trouble. But, you know, we, what I've found works for me. Okay, here we go. Finally, I got there. <laughs> and the, the reason that I'm happy about where I am now and what I've found is working for me now is finding those other people that sort of see things in a similar way. You know, yeah. like you, like Chris like Jason, like Will Barrett, you know, like Tim, like all the guys I work with out there too, you know, it's, and I don't feel like, like I think Chris was already naturally that way. You know, I think that's why we were drawn to work together in mm -hmm. the first place. I, I started to realize that about him, but you know, some people just don't, don't, don't see it that way. You don't, or I mean, don't see it the way that everybody else apparently sees it to where it's like very sort of, Ego-driven and self-centered and me, me, me. Yeah. You know, some people are in it 
as cheesy as it sounds for the art or for the, you know, for the final product. Right. So I found that surrounding myself with those people, and now I've like got a pretty good spidey sense about who aren't, who those people are not. <laughs> right. So uh, if I get that vibe, I usually kind of go run, run the other way pretty quickly. Um, but that's made, just, just that in and of itself has made me 10 times happier. Yeah. You know, even down to like making sure the sound guy thinks that way. Right. You know, like I actually, on the last couple of things, finally found a sound guy that I, I that we gelled with, you know, and kind of, it's just it's the same approach to everything that we kind of all share. Yeah. You know? And I didn't realize that that was a point of sort of like onset stress for me until we worked with Nick. And I, and I was like, wow, okay, so this is how it could be. Yeah. Because he just kind of got in there and did what he needed to do and didn't fucking bitch or moan or cause any issue. I mean, it's not just about that, but, you know, it's just like he just kind of shut up and did did his job. Yeah. And didn't need, me to, didn't need us to hold his hand, you know. And I was like, wow, okay, so now we have our entire team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 You yeah. had that taste. And so now that's the thing is it's like now you have the entire team and we need the funding <laughs> yeah. to be able to finally that create something that could. That is the final could. piece. I was, yeah, I know. And hopefully this thing that I met about this morning will lead us to that. Yeah. And, you know, it may be a situation where we kind of all move on to something that somebody else's, but with a lot of money, but. But if you bring, from, yeah. yeah, I mean, if you bring though that crew that you know does well and they actually get on there and perform and be successful at it, then it is a lot simpler, I think, to yeah. to move forward with other projects. Yep. So fingers crossed that will be the next step. I think we'll find out pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> that what they were like. Well, this movie, this movie starts pre-production on April first. Now I'm like, were they fucking? I with know. Me? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we cannot start on that day. Yeah, like, can we <laughs> like just one day. March 31st. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, we'll definitely keep post, keep you guys posted on uh, how that goes. Did you have anything else to add before we wrap it up? No, I can't think of anything. No, you sh are you sure? Think really hard. No, I'm not trying to. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Am I missing something? No. No, uh, no I don't. No. Um, well, again, we hope Chris is doing well out in uh, sunny California. Sunny California, um, with uh, with his crew of misfit toys out there. <laughs> um, and the final thing I wanted to say was, and I I thought of this like four episodes ago, but I just keep forgetting to put it in. Keep forgetting to put it in, but. One thing I wanted to, and I, nobody's going to take me up on this, but I wish they would because it would be, well, I wish they would with caveats because it would be great. I, w I guess it would be great radio. It would be great podcast, right? Because, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you'd say, this would be great television. This would be great <laughs> podcast. So we've brought up a lot of, th you know, I, I feel like when I tell a lot of these stories that involve other people and like other, I feel like a lot of people feel like I'm always making other people the bad guy or trying to demonize other people. So I wanted to say that there is an open invitation to any of those people to come on and do a podcast with us. And we'll talk through the whole deal using only facts, ideally. I'm going to make sure to have all the facts in front of me. 
So we can talk it out, and you can give your side of the story. Uh, because I don't want it to, I don't want it to feel like I'm just giving sort of like my side, and I'm like poor piddle for me all the time. But the stuff I'm the stuff I'm sharing is like no bullshit. Like that's the way it happened. You know, I have no reason to lie at this point. But uh, if you feel like you've been wronged or slighted, feel free to uh, come in. We'll record at a place of neutrality if that makes you feel better. <laughs> and uh, you know, we'll just kind of talk it through like grown ass adults and uh, sort of like let the public decide, I guess. So open call for anybody that wants to do that. Again, within reason, you know, there, there are certain people that know I'd probably just punch them in the face. <laughs> and I think they know that it'd be a bad idea to try it. So. Yeah. But I thought, you know, I thought that'd be a pretty good idea just to sort of, like I actually entertained the idea of doing, we were trying to do, uh, we are trying to think of other shows to put on the Placeholders channel because we have this whole channel to do whatever we want with. And I thought of, I don't want to give all the details away because we still may do it, still may do it, but we thought about doing a televised version of that. Oh, yeah. And like having people, like, then if I ran out of people to, I don't think I'll ever run out of people <laughs> that are like film adversaries or whatever. Right. But, you know, there are a lot of, there are, there are a lot of people that maybe have not ever done anything to me or I've never done anything to them, but they think I fucking suck for whatever reason. Because <laughs> I know, you know, I can hear those things, but they could confront me about it or whatever or yeah. like yeah, I'm sure it comes down to like one thing that they misinterpreted or whatever but anyway I thought that that would be funny and then That's like interesting a, I yeah, like it and I thought about like how <laughs> even get to the point to where because I have an ex-girlfriend that I did a lot of movie stuff with uh -huh. and it was a terrible breakup and it just and the, but the thing is like that's how I met William and Mandy and all those people so I sort of pre-got her to agree because we're still we're still friends now but I got her to agree to, if we ever do this, to like do a show, and it's just like her just laying into me for <laughs> like a that's solid awesome. hour. I like it because I know. See, that's the thing where I know, like, I have no defense because at that time in my life, I was a fucking terrible person, which might explain why I'm having to deal with all this now, and maybe just be karma turning around, you know. So. Um, I would say yes if it also hadn't happened to me and some other people that I know a lot of this stuff and so I don't know I don't know about that well thank you for making me feel better <laughs> but I know that like the whole show would be like her like god damn it and then he did then I'd just be sitting there going yep uh, yeah yeah I did that yeah <laughs> man I did that too I'm so sorry uh, but uh, yeah I think that would be I think it'd, it'd be it'd season be, opener yeah exactly <laughs> it'd be very entertaining and you know maybe I'll still do it my my idea, like, I don't know how we would make this happen, but I think that if it got to a certain point, they'd go for it. I would love for the season, the season, the series one finale to be like me and the witchcraft guys. Yeah. And like, cause again, it's sort of like the same situation. Like we were friend, you know, like I've to like I've told the story a million times, but we were like close before right. all that shit happened. And I would love to just sit down at this point because I kind of don't give a shit anymore. Well, and it's been long enough, though, I think, between that it might be interesting to see, like, what are still the points yeah. to them and to you, you know? Yeah. Because, of course, back then it may have been, you know, a whole plethora of things. Right. But now it's like, oh, is there really just one thing that really kind of irks both of y'all or yeah. all of y'all? Yeah. For me, it's because they didn't want to pay us. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> obviously a big, big reason. And then, but... like, everything sort of spun out of that, but... I, yeah, I would just be like, so why didn't you want to pay us? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, what was the problem? You know? But yeah, I think, I think that would be a fun experience. I may really try to push for that because I think, you know what? If I get that thing that, we, that I interviewed for today, 
then it's almost like they can't say no. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because then, because if they do it for the wrong reasons, like trying to advance up, I don't care as long as they do it. Right. It, it'd be great TV. Yeah. <laughs> it would so, be. So yeah, stay tuned, everybody. I like it. Yeah. Um, all right. So we'll wrap this episode up. Uh, as always, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you to Brittany yes. for uh, coming in and being my co-host today. Um, make sure to check out Upstart Film on Twitter, Upstart Film on Instagram, Upstart Film Works on the web. That that will kind of lead you to all the stuff that I've done. And then Brittany also has. has um, we can find me on Facebook, just Brittany Miles. And then I have a Movie Monster on Twitter and Facebook that I try to update periodically and then uh, 869 of course the movie has uh, Facebook and is also available on iTunes or Amazon cool with that said we will talk to you guys next time thanks for listening